Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hi there. So happy to join with you today. I am in Baja, Mexico, beautiful Baja, California, Mexico, the Baja Peninsula. We did our whale watch adventure, and that was amazing, amazing. And now we're just kicking off the Living a Course in Miracles retreat with Gary Renard and David Hoffmeister and Regina Dawn Akers and myself. And, oh, it's lovely. Gosh, I love these people, and we have such a great group. And, by the way, you can join us on the love stream, the video live stream. And so if you're interested in that, just go to jenniferhadley.com. It's right there on the home page, and you can learn all about that uh, You can get access to the live videos, the recorded videos, as well as the audio MP3s. It's just a great week of teaching that we've got going on, and ah, it's wonderful to immerse myself in it. I'm so happy to share it with you, and right now I am going to share a prayer and get us started. Hmm. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude together and place our hand on our heart and remember our true identity is that we are the perfect givers and receivers of love. We take a breath of love and gratitude and we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and declare that we are worthy of our inheritance Our inheritance is the kingdom. It is the love of God. It is the joy of God. It is the freedom of God. So we're grateful and we're thankful to recognize our true abundance. We're willing to release lack and limitation forever. Yes. Surrendering poverty consciousness forever. We embrace our true nature and our true identity, which is perfect love. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. So, I love how spirit works because for today's episode, as I often do, I hold the book in my hands and... I simply ask the Holy Spirit, what what am I to share? And in this particular case, I just got the inspiration to flip the pages and pick a page and uh, without 
any attachment, not looking at it. And I got Chapter 12, Section 3, The Investment in Reality. And uh, I love some of the, the things in here. I really appreciate them. They've been very helpful to me. And so very happy to share about it. And it starts with Jesus telling us a story from, in a sense, uh, or referencing his human incarnation. He says, I once asked you to sell all you have and give to the poor and follow me. This is what I meant. If you have no investment in anything in this world, you can teach the poor where their treasure is. If you have no investment in anything in this world, you can teach the poor where their treasure is. The poor are merely those who have invested wrongly, and they are poor indeed. Because they are in need, it is given you to help them, since you are among them. Consider how perfectly your lesson would be learned if you were unwilling to share their poverty. Consider how perfectly your lesson would be learned if you were unwilling to share their poverty. For poverty is lack, and there is but one lack, since there is but one need. One lack and one need. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that goes back to the one problem which is the belief in separation. We have a false identification with a being, or not a being, a thought system, the ego thought system, which is one that is wholly based, completely based, in lack and limitation. And it's 100% a fabrication. <laughs> Lack and limitation is a fabrication, which is what the illusion is, a fabrication, it's a projection. So there's no lack and no limitation, but we experience lack and limitation because we have a belief in it. And my experience for a very long time, and I was writing about this today in my spiritual espresso, my daily shot of spiritual espresso. And in case you don't know, uh, every day I write a piece of inspiration and I offer a prayer, an audio prayer. And uh, so you can listen to that and you can receive that in your email for free or just check it out on my website at jenniferhadley.com. And by the way, uh, I mentioned before that I'm in Baja for the Living a Course in Miracles retreat. So we're all about the putting into practice, practical application of A Course in Miracles. And one of the things that David Hoffmeister has been uh, talking about is the power of prayer, that he really has come to understand that prayer is 
the greatest tool. And in fact, that's exactly what I was saying the last few weeks in my prayer power class. So each year I do my prayer power class. And this year I did my three-week prayer power class. And uh, next week I start my building trust and faith class. And they're companion classes, really, that one builds on the other. And uh, I have absolutely learned that prayer is the most powerful tool we have. And that's really what David Hoffmeister has been sharing repeatedly, that his mind healing and awakening has been the result of praying, praying and praying and praying and praying. And so it's not praying to get anything, which would be an affirmation of lack and limitation. If you're praying to get things and get stuff, then you're actually affirming that you don't have it and you're affirming lack and limitation. It's, I'll tell you, it's definitely interesting and it's been a journey for me to recognize that the kingdom is pre-installed that we've already been given the fullness of God and we literally put up blocks in our mind to that fullness, to that unlimited abundance. And how crazy is that? That we would literally come to cherish, in a way, thoughts and belief of lack and limitation, poverty consciousness, that many people go through an experience of that's where their focus is, that's where their attention is. So the turn comes when we decide to really love the Lord with all our heart, to love God with all our heart, to open ourselves to that connection and communion that prayer truly is. And that's where our abundance is. Course in Miracles tells us, ask and it is given because it already has been given. It also tells us that we are the treasure of God. And we are the Christ. So the Christ is the treasure of God. And that's what we are. But many of us do not feel worthy of our true identity because we have become enamored of thoughts of lack and attack. Obsessed with thoughts of lack and attack. And that was definitely me. Absolutely obsessed with thoughts of lack and attack. And all thoughts of lack and attack are thoughts of limitation. So how is it that I could ever experience prosperity and abundance when I was focused on thoughts of lack, attack, and limitation? It's just not possible. It's insane to think that I would experience abundance and experience prosperity and wealth while focused on feeling unworthy, feeling bad and wrong, something wrong with me, 
focus I was focused on these thoughts and I also was very focused on I don't have enough I don't have what I have is lack what I'm experiencing is limitation and all day long it was like I made a catalog of it so if you're experiencing lack and limitation in any area of your life because sometimes people have a flow of money but they don't feel abundant or prosperous they feel like they don't have enough money no matter how much money they have and some people have lots of money and they feel okay about that but they don't feel they have love patience kindness a sense of well-being and health that's where they experience their lack but lack is lack it really is and it comes from not knowing our true identity it says here Remember that those who attack are poor. So this is in chapter 12, section 3, paragraph 3. Remember that those who attack are poor. Their poverty asks for gifts, not for further impoverishment. You who could help them are surely acting destructively if you accept their poverty as yours. So, those who attack are poor. Their poverty asks for gifts, not for further impoverishment. So, people who are experiencing poverty, lack, and limitation of any kind, our role as the, the, the Savior, <laughs> which is our, our true role here, is to know the truth. To know the truth for our brothers and sisters how can we know the truth for others if we don't know it for ourselves sometimes it's easier sometimes it's easier it really is I, I've talked to many prayer practitioners and ministers over the years who feel that they can pray for someone else but not for themselves so what is the key that uh, we can used to open the door of understanding about how that could possibly be how is it that I can pray for you and you can experience the benefits of those prayers but if I pray for myself I'm not experiencing the prayers benefit well this is what I've learned and it's that because I remember when I was a, a new practitioner at Agape this was part of my experience and I found that yes I could pray and know the truth for someone else and they would experience the benefits of the prayer the healing the expansion the clarity the freedom but in praying for myself 
I didn't seem to have the same success. So here is <laughs> here's a key to understanding that. When for me, what I realized was when I was praying for myself, I was really praying to get something. I had in my mind there's a lack and there's a limitation. I need to get something. That getting something in the world of effects would be the answer to the prayer. And it took me a long time to really get, no, that's not the answer to the prayer. The answer to the prayer is a shift in my thinking, a shift in my awareness, which releases the blocks to the flow of love. And when I'm in the flow of love, then there are no limitations. So I, my prayer is to release the limitations not to get something. See how that works? It's about releasing the blocks to love. Those are the limiting thoughts. If I think that my prayer is to get something, then I'm affirming that I don't already have it. But the kingdom is pre-installed, which means that we've already been given everything there is to be given because the fullness of our God consciousness has already been given to us. We've already been given our Christedness. It's our denial of it and our sometimes obsessive-compulsive affirming of lack and limitation, unworthiness, being wrong, unloved and unlovable, affirming this over and over and over again is what blocks the flow of abundance and prosperity. So praying to get something is just a further denial of our Christedness. It's just a further block to love. So it's about surrendering any idea that we need anything at all. And this is the greatest gift that we can share with the world, with the infinite love of God, is to give up all the blocks to love. To stop affirming a belief in lack and limitation. When you really start to step back from this, you, you might see... What I saw, which was, I was literally addicted to thinking about lack and limitation. I was so invested in the belief in lack and limitation. I, all day long, was looking at things, I can't afford that, I can't afford that, I don't have this, I don't have that, which means I'm not successful, and I'm, I'm not a good person, I'm bad, I'm all these different beliefs all being affirmed all day long. And then that just increased my experience of lack and limitation. It was relentless. Oh my gosh. <sighs> it's a big shift in consciousness to move into the belief, or rather actually the knowing, 
that we've already been given it, and to surrender the compulsive, obsessive thinking of lack and limitation. <sighs> so it's time for me to take a break. And let me just mention again, if you're interested in the Living a Course of Miracles Baja live stream, go please to jenniferhadley.com. You can go to the events page there and uh, all the upcoming events and things like that are there. I'm not sure that my Building Trust and Faith class, which starts this coming Monday, uh, which is March 8th, I'm not sure it's there yet, but it'll be there shortly. And uh, But I think you can still get the Prayer Power class if you're interested in that. It's still there for a time being. And, as I said, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course of Miracles. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. And we're talking about the end of poverty consciousness, the end of lack and limitation. And it says in this section 3 of chapter 12, it's entitled The Investment in Reality. It says a couple of key things here. Poverty is lack, and there is but one lack, since there is but one need. And the one lack and the one need is related to the one problem, which is our belief, our false belief, in separation. That we we think we are no longer part of the kingdom. We've taken ourselves out of the flow of love, or so we think, and then we start to experience limitation and lack. It says here also, remember that those who attack are poor. Those who attack are poor. So, if you're interested in experiencing lack and limitation, poverty consciousness, in an ongoing basis, then please, by all means, continue to attack. Remember, too, that the attacker always feels attacked. And that there's one mind. So every attack thought that you send out into the world, or think you're sending out into the world, or maybe you think you can have private thoughts, and so you can think thoughts of attack, and all these judgments and opinions about other people, or even yourself, it doesn't matter, because there's only one. You think you can have these thoughts of attack, that you could sit at home and watch your television and be thinking attack thoughts at the people you see on television, or reading a magazine and thinking attack thoughts about the people you see in magazines, or maybe you think you can... uh, 
sit in a cafe and watch the people go by and judge this one and that one and attack them with your opinions and judgments and that there will be no repercussions for all those attack thoughts. Perhaps you think that you can have these private thoughts and that somehow they're secret, that they're kept hidden and that they have no effect but nothing could be further from the truth. In the fear and conflict section, in chapter 2, which I'm always inviting people to read that fear and conflict section again and again and again. You know, read it once a week. Make it part of your ongoing spiritual practice. It's just about two and a half pages. And it's so rich and so clear. And... It says in there, there are no idle thoughts. All thought produces form at some level. And the thoughts are going to produce form according to their nature. So a thought of attack is going to create an experience of lack. This is why it's not actually possible to think thoughts of attack and not experience fear. It does not matter whether or not you are articulating those thoughts of attack. It doesn't matter whether or not you're verbally sharing them. Because all minds are joined, there are no private thoughts. It's so important to understand that, to really get that. And the ego will do everything it can to convince you not to look at that. Because that's how the ego keeps you caught in lack and limitation. It's intense. It's very intense. However, the minute that you're really truly sincerely no longer interested in that it's over truly it's over because the spirit the Holy Spirit the power of love has so much more power than the ego you know why because all those ego thoughts of lack and attack they will always be no more than this. They will always be nothing trying to be something. Because only love is real. And nothing real can be threatened. Nothing real can be threatened. So this is our spiritual practice to remember that all the thoughts of attack only add up to our experience of lack. Every attack thought that we think we're directing at something or someone else only becomes our experience of limitation. Because our thoughts of lack are really bearing false witness against whoever it is, whether it's ourselves or someone else. And what is that but limitation? It's having a limited thought. Judgments and opinions are limiting thoughts. 
they are affirming a belief in limitation. If you are affirming a belief in limitation, then you're literally declaring to the universe, I like limitation. I'd like to experience more limitation. And so the good news is, because all thought produces form at some level, because there are no idle thoughts, when we affirm lack and limitation, lack and attack, limitation and attack, all the, these kinds of thoughts over and over again, ultimately we're going to start to suffer at such an intense level, we'll finally be motivated to stop. And then when the motivation is strong enough, we'll open our mind to divine inspiration and be led and guided by a vision of love, a vision of our true identity. And what's so wonderful is that no matter how long or how intensely we have held on to the thoughts of lack and poverty, they can all dissolve in an instant. And we can open up to receive our inheritance. One of the parables that Jesus told was about a man who had a great treasure but he didn't know he had it. He thought he was poor. He had a great treasure, but he didn't know it. And so we have this inheritance, which is the kingdom. And it is this great treasure. While we're unaware of our inheritance, we're unaware of the treasure, because we're focused on lack and limitation. We're not available to receive the divine insight and the clarity and the healing that reveals to us the treasure, the abundance, the prosperity, the wholeness, the freedom. Because we're, that's not what we're interested in. We're interested in something else. So that becomes all that we see. So remember that those who attack are poor. In this section it also tells us poverty is of the ego and never of God. Poverty is of the ego and never of God. Salvation is for the mind and it is attained through peace. This is the only thing that can be saved and the only way to save it. Any response other than love arises from a confusion about the what and the how of salvation. And this is the only answer. Never lose sight of this and never allow yourself to believe even for an instant that there is another answer. Love is the answer. Love is our healer. Always in all situation circumstances. Never lose sight of this and never allow yourself to believe even for an instant that there is another answer. Because there's only one problem. 
And that one problem is a belief in separation. That belief in separation is our experience of poverty. For you who will surely place yourself among the poor, excuse me, for you, yeah, for you will surely place yourself among the poor who do not understand that they dwell in abundance and that salvation is come. So if you're experiencing that sense of lack and limitation, you don't understand that you dwell in abundance and that salvation has come. To identify with the ego is to attack yourself and make yourself poor. That is why everyone who identifies with the ego feels deprived. So isn't that a wonderful way to look at it? That, oh, I'm experiencing lack and limitation so I must be identified with the ego I'm feeling deprived whether you're feeling deprived of love or feeling deprived of abundance or feeling deprived of health and wholeness well-being which is prosperity no matter what you're feeling deprived of maybe you're feeling deprived of creativity or inspiration no matter what you're feeling deprived of it's an issue of identification. Everyone who identifies with the ego feels deprived. What he experiences then is depression or anger because what he did was to exchange self-love for self-hate, making him afraid of himself. This is so clear. So if you are experiencing anger or depression right here here's a clue for you here's help for you I used to feel angry almost all the time some people turn that anger inward it becomes depression for me I turned it outward I couldn't bear to really pay attention to the fact that all attack is self-attack I couldn't stand that because I felt so intensely that there was something wrong with me. So I just protected, projected rather all that attack on the world. But this is, I'm going to read this again. So this is page 221 in my version, chapter 12, section 3, paragraph 6. To identify with the ego is to attack yourself and make yourself poor. That is why everyone who identifies with the ego feels deprived. So if you're feeling deprived of appreciation, anything, it's because you're identified with the ego. You can switch that identification. How do you switch that identification to the spirit? I call it partnering up. I'm willing to know my true identity. I call the name of God. Beloved, I am that I am. And I open myself to remember my true identity, which is my Christed nature. Everyone who identifies with the ego feels deprived. What he experiences then is depression or anger. Only two choices is what we're being told here. When you go into attack, you can only attack yourself. Even if you project it outward, 
Why? Because there's only one. When you are in attack mode, you're identified with the ego. When you're in attack mode, you're feeling deprived. That is why everyone who identifies with the ego feels deprived. What he experiences then is depression or anger because what he did was to exchange self-love for self-hate. It seems crazy that you would exchange self-love for self-hate. Well, why would I do that? Well, if for an instant you thought there was value in attacking someone else or comparing yourself to someone else and thinking, oh, I'm not good enough. They're better than I am. That compare and despair, it's self-attack. It's a belief in separation. It's a belief in limitation. But you're not going to realize that's what's going on. That you exchanged self-love for self-hate. But if you do that, if you value attacking anyone even yourself, you're making that exchange of self-love for self-hate. Mm. It's intense. And the good news is that we can change our mind and choose again. It's a habit. Now, it can be really intense to break a habit. I quit smoking a few times. But when I quit smoking the last time, which was, I don't know, whenever it was, uh, 10 years ago or whatever, because I was a, an occasional smoker, so I still was a smoker. Uh, I mean, a smoker is someone who smokes, whether it's occasionally or not. And... Um, when I finally quit smoking, it was not hard at all because I just had no interest in attacking myself anymore. Just not interested in it anymore. was interested in loving myself and I really meant it. So quitting smoking was so easy for me because remember, all temptation is about identification with the body. So as soon as we really are interested in identifying with our spiritual self, which is our true self, then the temptations of the body, sometimes they get really strong, but then they fall away if you stop energizing them. Oh, I'm so grateful that I can change my mind, and I know it now that the causes of suffering are not in the world, they're not circumstantial, and... They are only at the level of the mind and I can change my mind. And I don't have to figure out how to change my mind. I call upon the Holy Spirit. I make a holy offering. I make a surrendering of the patterns. I don't have to outline them. I don't have to know where they came from. I don't have to know how I got them or how long I've had them. None of that experience in time and space is necessary to know or to understand or comprehend in order to invoke the Holy Spirit to have a healing. Our willingness is all 
that's required. I'm so grateful for that. <sighs> it's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles, where we're walking the talk and we're living the love on Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. And our topic this week is poverty and lack. The end of all poverty and lack. Woohoo! <laughs> so grateful that we can put an end to it. Enough already. So I'd just like to mention a few things as we're uh, coming back here, things you might be interested in. So I mentioned that uh, prayer, David Hoffmeister and I have been talking about the power of prayer and how intensely transformative it has been for us and how grateful we are that we can pray. What what a blessing. Oh my gosh. And... Um, 
that I recently did my three-part prayer power class. And if you're interested in that class, you can go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com. You can get all the downloads and the transcripts. And then uh, the the follow-up to the prayer power class is my building trust and faith class, which is coming up starting on March 2nd. And that's another three-week class. And you'll get the audios, the downloads, the transcripts, and all of that. I also would like to make mention of and thank all the people who give a contribution, a a donation to the Power of Love Ministry. It's a non-profit ministry that supports this radio show, uh, pays for it in in, uh, tandem with Unity. And uh, we are also the sponsors of the Living a Course in Miracles classes. And those are the free Course in Miracles classes that uh, I've been doing since 2011. And the Living a Course in Miracles classes last year had, I'm not sure how many thousand participants... 15,000, 18,000, something like that. And from 102 countries around the world. Free classes, people participating from all over the world. So your contributions make that possible. Also, your contributions make possible the A Course of Miracles app, which is now out at iTunes, and you can download it for free for your iPhone or your iPad. It's called A Course of Miracles app, ACIM complete with deluxe features. Course of Miracles app, ACIM complete with deluxe features, and you can also go to ACIM dot. I'm sorry, ACIM app, app dot com, ACIM app dot com, uh, to get those details and the link to iTunes to download it totally for free. And you can also uh, join us on the live stream from Baja. Uh, we've got Gary Renard and Regina Don Akers and David Hoffmeister and myself. And we're doing a video live stream. And you can join us on the video live stream. It's, uh, it's a great deal. It's $97 for all. Over 30 hours of teachings, healing, meditations, all kinds of things uh, and uh, (laughs) um, you'll get not only the opportunity to watch it live on video but you might be listening to this sometime after it's all over you would get access to all those videos as well as the audio mp3s of each of the sessions so it's a it's a great bargain for all those teachings and we're having a lot of fun it's really nice it's it's a great event, and we're having a great time in Baja, Mexico. It's absolutely gorgeous here, and I, for one, am loving it. So we're talking about poverty and lack. They're optional. And it, it is challenging to understand that our thought combines with our belief to bring our experience and that we can change our mind. We can let go. I I think that the easiest way to truly make that shift is to simply start 
choosing to recognize the thoughts of attack and disconnect from them. So for me, what really helps is the the simple Course of Miracles lessons. I'm never upset for the reason I think. I don't know what anything is for. These really help me to disconnect from thoughts of lack and limitation. I, I've learned that it's very valuable to me to affirm again and again that everything is for my good and that I can change my mind about things. And I don't even have to figure out how to change my mind about things. I simply have to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. Now, I talk about that a lot and many people say to me, what does that mean really, do the heavy lifting? How's the Holy Spirit going to do the heavy lifting? But when people actually begin to pray and practice this, they get it. And they come back to me and they say, I get it now. I get what the let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting means. So it can seem impossible to get out of the habitual, obsessive, compulsive thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. It certainly did for me. It felt like I was in a, the, an old-fashioned washing machine just going rub, rub, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth or around and around like a hamster f- wheel. You know, um, uh, I once got, uh, w- the other day here in Baja, I was out in the surf, uh, the Pacific, on the Pacific side, and uh, it was absolutely stunning and gorgeous. And the surf was... Um, uh, it was very enjoyable to be in. It was uh, not dangerous or uh, super strong. It was kind of playful. You could do a little body surfing. It was really lovely. But one time I was in Maui for a spiritual teaching there and uh, I got caught in a surf. And it was like being caught in a wash- washing machine just spinning me around and around. And um, it uh, in that when I was caught in the surf in Maui, I really had this thought: I could die. This could kill me. This could literally just snuff me out. I could drown here. And uh, but that wasn't what I was interested in. <laughs> Drowning in the surf in Maui was not what I was interested in. So I put my attention on what I was interested in, which was getting out of that washing machine effect. So I literally relaxed and I called to the angels and I said, I I don't know how to get out of the surf, so I'm just going to give it over and be willing to get out of the surf. And next thing I knew, it spat me out. But I didn't know how to get out of there. I still don't know how to get out of there. But I knew to turn it over. That's the willingness. Be willing to turn it over. See, the ego always wants to figure it out because the ego always wants to control it. Why does the ego always want to control it? Because the ego does not want you to know how powerful you are. That you're the living love of God. So it always wants to control by the obsessive-compulsive thinking. 
But you see, we have to believe in lack and limitation in order to experience it. That's the only way that we can experience it. But I honestly got tired of suffering, so I, I became very willing. And I became very willing to surrender my attachment to my belief. And the only way I knew to really do it was just to hand it over and just say, I'm not interested in this anymore. I'm handing it over to the Holy Spirit. I'm willing to accept my healing. And I'm going to share the benefits of my healing with everyone because I'm one with them. And it worked for me. Now, I was very strongly attached to my thoughts of a lack and limitation. So sometimes I had to do that a hundred times a day for many, many days, months even. But eventually I became sincere and then the Holy Spirit could do the heavy lifting because the Holy Spirit cannot take from us anything that we value because in this world of illusion we're only going to be experiencing the projection of our beliefs and our thoughts until we align with the Holy Spirit. And then we can experience heaven on earth. So this is the law of cause and effect. We can't circumvent it. This is what the fear and conflict section is about. So we give the false beliefs to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. Oh, boy, it goes by fast. Oh, I can't believe we're at the end of our time here. Another episode gone by. And I'm so grateful for our connection. I invite you to join me in connection right now in prayer. So I place my hand on my heart and what I affirm and know for us is the end of lack and poverty. We gratefully and thankfully partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember our true identity is perfect love. We're grateful and thankful to know that right where we are, the love is. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow our healing. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. And we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Thanks for joining with me, and I'll be with you again next week. Mwah.